a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to this episode of Live Mike. I am Lee Lonsberry. I told you a story exactly a week ago about a road trip that I took through Pennsylvania. I pulled over for a moment and sitting on a bench next to the banks of the Susquehanna River, I wrote down some of my objectives for this radio program here on KSL News Radio. When they asked me to consider being a talk show host, I wanted to make sure that I did it right and I wanted to make sure that I had a map, a map that I could follow to ensure that the programming that we brought to you during my little time slot here each day uh, was worthy of your attention. And one of the promises that I wrote down that day and I make to you is that when there is occasion to celebrate, that you and I will do so together here. When politicians and businessmen and women, when they need to be taken to task and when we need to hold their feet to the fire, we will do that together, you and I right here. And when the unfortunate befalls us and when there is time for mourning, that you and I together will mourn here that we will together walk through the details and the realities of life and that we will comb through the circumstances which bring us sadness and that we'll get through it together. And that promise I'll extend to you uh, a week now after I first made mention of it to today. Last week uh, we lost Coach Jerry Sloan. Today we have learned the name of the Ogden police officer who lost his life yesterday in the line of duty. Officer Nate Lyday, 24 years old, 15 years on the force, his father in law enforcement. This morning, Ogden Police Chief Randy Watt shared some of the information and some of his views and some of his feelings today before reporters and the public. Our hearts are broken. We've lost one of our own. The days to come will be hectic for us. Please, as a department, as a community, as a state, and as a nation, let us not forget such fine men and women who every day offer their lives up on behalf of this great and noble calling. I misspoke a moment ago, and I said that Officer Day had been in the line of duty for 15 years. Of course, I meant months. And that means something significant. It means that he was in the early stages of his career. Chief Watt, who you just heard from, and we'll share more of the comments he made in the press briefing this morning, has been working for 30-some-odd years. Officer Lyde, who lost his life yesterday, was just starting out, 15 years on the force. Chief Watt this morning spoke from Ogden, and he described the setting in which he delivered his remarks and updates on the circumstance of yesterday. All that you see around us at this time was not done by us. It was done by many organizations and many people who care, who love this community as much as we do, and have given of themselves in support of us. He described just who Officer Lyde was and why he sacrificed his life. A warrior, guardian, 
and public servant, Officer Lyde sacrificed his life on behalf of the threatened and fearful family on the scene, the citizens of Ogden in the immediate area, the greater Ogden community, and the fellow law enforcement officers who were with him. We learned this morning that Nathan Lyde, Officer Lyde of the Ogden Police Department is not new to Ogden. He's not a transplant. He didn't come from far and away to serve on that community's police force. But no, he was, in fact, a son of Ogden. Chief Watt describes his background here. Officer Lyde was a son of Ogden, born at McKady Hospital. He attended Taylor Elementary, Mount Fort Junior High, and Ogden High School. He worked at the Fresh Market at 20th Street and Harrison Boulevard as a young man. He graduated summa cum laude from Weber State University, receiving a bachelor's degree in criminal justice. He was a second-generation law enforcement officer, his father having been a law enforcement officer in Davis County. His brother Cody currently works for Ogden City in code enforcement. <clears throat> Nate and his wife were about to celebrate their fifth wedding anniversary and her graduation from Weber State University. You heard Chief Watt there as he described the educational and professional background and personal background of Officer Lydang. You heard him mention that he was born in McKay D. Hospital. It's interesting to note that he was also declared dead at McKay D. Hospital just last night. His life began there and his life ended there. Chief Watt continued and talked about the symbolism of the shield, the badge that officers wear, where it is placed on their uniform and why. There's a great deal of symbolism involved in a police officer's uniform. Of particular note is the shield on the left side, symbolizing the shields carried on the left in the phalanx as guardians in times past protected their cities and their nations from those who would bring them harm. Officer Lyde exemplified the nature of the true guardian. Chief Watt then quoted famous General George Patton. General George S. Patton Jr. once said, It is foolish and wrong to mourn the men who died. Rather, we should thank God that such men lived. And then gratitude was expressed. We are grateful for Officer Lyde, for his service, his friendship, and his example. We will mourn for a short period, but more importantly, we will celebrate that he lived and we will thank the God we worship that he was one of us. Officer, Officer Lyde's cruiser right now is on Lincoln Avenue in Ogden. There is a flag covering the windshield and the hood, and it is now adorned with flags and flowers and notes of encouragement. There's a photograph, a heartbreaking photograph right now in the Deseret News and it shows former co-workers of Officer Lyde. One of the things we learned from Chief Watt today was that earlier in life, before becoming an officer for the Ogden Police Department, that Nathan Lyde was an employee at Fresh Market. So beloved that gathered around his police cruiser today, which is serving as a temporary memorial to the late officer, gathered a number of his former co-workers from Fresh Market. And that photograph broke my heart.
And it spoke, too, of the caliber of man that must have been this Officer Lyde. If he were to have such an impact on his former co-workers, that's a day that they would halt the normal routine of their lives and take a moment to travel over to Lincoln Avenue and place on the hood of his cruiser a memento. Sheriff Watt, I'm sorry, Chief Watt, talked about Lincoln Avenue and that memorial and what the community is now able to do for a time. We invite and welcome any and all persons who feel so compelled to come here to visit and pay tribute to our fallen brother, Officer Nate Lyde. May God bless the Lyde family, the Ogden Police Department, and the United States of America. On today's episode of Live Mike, we will mourn the passing of Officer Nathan Lyde. We will look at the sacrifice that he gave. We will look at the details surrounding the end of his life. We will talk about domestic violence. We will talk about some of the tendencies of those individuals like the suspect uh, who is alleged to have taken the life of Officer Lyde. We'll also look at how this instance and how the sacrifice by this police officer is juxtaposed in some heartbreaking behavior and events transpiring in Minneapolis, Minnesota. President Donald Trump has weighed in on that, and it deserves some analysis, and we'll do so here on today's episode of Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. I've got a brother-in-law who's in the police academy right now. <clears throat> yeah, he's, uh, he's my baby sister's husband. He's a mountain of a man, and I admire him. And I admire him all the more now that the true measure of the sacrifice that those who put on the uniform each day, who affix the badge, the shield, to the left side of their uniform each day and go out to protect and serve, now that I understand a little more closely the full measure of the sacrifice that they are willing to give, I admire that brother-in-law of mine even more. Of course, I'm talking about what we have learned to be the fate of Officer Nate Lyday, a name we've learned today. He was 24 years old, married, just shy of five years. He served on the Ogden Police Department for only 15 months. And this morning, in a press conference hosted by the chief of police in Ogden, 
Officer Lyday was described as the son of Ogden because he went to Ogden High School, graduated from Weber State University. He wasn't a transplant. He didn't come from down the valley. He didn't come from out of state. He was born and raised in Ogden. And it was Ogden where he chose to, after college, continue to call home. And not only that, he decided to serve. And he did so while wearing the uniform of the Ogden City Police Department. And he'll be missed. And we will together here today mourn him. We want to walk through the details of what happened uh, yesterday as best as we understand them. Currently there is much we still do not know, but through various uh, releases from the police department, from the chief specifically, and various spokespeople for the department, we have learned a few things. And it was that just over 24 hours ago, Officer Lyday and others responded to a domestic violence call. And that when arriving on the scene, there was some back and forth. And a suspect identified today as John Benedict Coleman, a 53-year-old man, retreated into a home and fired through a closed door. The gunfire that came from that closed door struck Lyday, killed him, and also wounded an agent, a pardons and parole agent. This all took place on Jackson Avenue in Ogden. And it started with a phone call from a neighbor's house at about 12.15 to report that her husband was trying to kill her. That call was then disconnected and dispatchers tried calling back but were unsuccessful. That's when Officer Lyday and others showed up. And they went to work protecting and serving. One of the officers who has, over the months, come to know Officer Lyday is a gentleman we'll speak to later on in today's program. Uh, Lieutenant Einan will be my guest. Lieutenant Brian Einan, today, just after Chief Watt delivered information and his own personal feelings to the media, Lieutenant Einan spoke for a time and described just the type of man that Officer Lyday was. Officer Lyday was always smiling. He always had a smile on his face. He loved his job. He uh, seemed to be pretty task-oriented, and uh, he handled his area with honor, responding to calls. Uh, he'd get there quickly. He, he, was, he worked over and above the call of duty. You can hear in the voice of Lieutenant Einan some emotion. Not just some emotion, that was profound emotion that we just heard. Now, Lieutenant Einan typically is one who delivers information uh, about arrests and citations issued, and he'll send emails out with booking photos and such like that. And it's a pretty routine, repetitive task keeping the, the media and others informed as to the, the goings-on and the progress of the department. But yesterday, of course, was different. He was not only delivering information to the media and others, he was also mourning, and he was also describing the loss of not just anyone, but a, a friend of his, someone he knew, someone he worked with. He spoke later about 
Officer Lyday's connection to Ogden. He was very prideful uh, to be a police officer. This is a great city, and uh, he loved the citizens of the city. Um, and like I said, he loved coming to work. And uh, I would bump into him in the hallway daily on a shift, usually. And uh, he I, he smiled before I smile. And uh, that's what I remember. And I'm grateful that I can remember that. We'll be joined later on in the program today by Lieutenant Ina to talk about any developments that may have transpired between the press conference at 10.30 this morning and now. Uh, this is an ongoing investigation. There are still questions that remain unanswered, and we will as well as mourn the loss of this officer, we will, of course, continue to follow the story and the details and what yet is unanswered. Lastly, in his comments about Officer Lyday, uh, Lieutenant Einan had this to say about the familial background of the officer. That brings a lot of pride and camaraderie and, and uh, you know, it, it enlarges the family with family. And uh, I think that had a lot to do with it. And he just loved being a cop. And, uh, you know, m most of us do. We wouldn't pick this profession if we... Some of us may, may not have known that we, what we were getting into, but most of us did. And uh, he's a hero. He is a hero. 100%. Absolutely. No questions asked. There was a call for help made by someone in distress, and Officer Lyday showed up to protect and serve. That's what a hero does. And sometimes the price of being a hero is your life, and that is what was paid yesterday by Officer Lyday. We ought to be proud not only of him, but all of the officers who nobly put on the uniform each day and affix the badge to the left part of their shirt and go out into their communities and help those who are in trouble. You've got to understand, the lifestyle of a police officer, their daily interactions, for the most part, when responding to calls like this, they are walking into situations where those reaching out for help are experiencing likely the worst day of their life. The distress is so high, the ability to control the situation is so limited that they need to reach out, that there are three little numbers on the phone that they push when they are back up against a wall and they need help. And it is those men and women like officers Officer Lyday, who respond to those calls, who storm in as fast as possible, and they render aid to those who need it. Please, as you hear other headlines in the national news or out of Minneapolis or uh, elsewhere, please know, please know that the overwhelming majority, 99.9999% of the men and women in law enforcement are noble, upstanding defenders of life and happiness, and they are heroes, as you heard just now described by Lieutenant Einan as he spoke about the late Officer Lyday. They deserve our praise, they deserve our respect, and when they get out of line, they deserve our ire and our frustration, and our anger, and our rage, and justice. And that's what's playing out in Minneapolis. That's the exception. Officer Lyday is the rule. He's the standard. The picture of a police officer in your mind should be that of Officer Lyday. We have learned to be the fate of Officer Nate Lyday.
We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to be speaking with Jen Oxborough, who is the executive director of the Utah Domestic Violence Coalition. She will be talking to us about an unfortunate trend with domestic violence calls. And maybe something like that played out yesterday in Ogden. We're going to take a break. Jen Oxborough with the Utah Domestic Violence Coalition is my guest next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. Our hearts are broken. We've lost one of our own. The days to come will be hectic for us. Please, as a department, as a community, as a state, and as a nation, let us not forget such fine men and women who every day offer their lives up on behalf of this great and noble calling. Those are the words of Ogden City Police Department Chief Watt. He spoke to media and reporters and folks listening at home this morning telling the tale of Officer Nate Lyday. After Chief Watt shared his words, we heard from another officer from the Ogden Police Department. That officer joins me now, Lieutenant Brian Einan. Sir, how are you? I'm doing well, Lee. How are you? Uh, I'm all right. I am so sorry for your loss. Some of what you shared this morning uh, indicated that you uh, had a closeness with this late officer, uh, Linen, and I uh, am just sorry that uh, that you are going through this uh, as as the, the community is as well. Y- you talked about crossing paths with him in the hallway. Do you remember the first time you, you crossed paths with Officer Lyday in the hallway? Uh, I do. It was, it was right after he... Uh... Uh, graduated from the academy and started working here as a brand new officer. And uh, once again, as I mentioned earlier in the in the press conference, it was all smiles. And usually, as you get into the job and you see uh, these new officers come in and they're all ready to go and on fire, sometimes depending on what happens each day, those smiles kind of fade away. It never did with with Nate, and uh, it was. It, it was always great to see him, and I, I didn't. I wasn't very close to him. I just, you know, on a working relationship, professional basis, he was always willing to work and and uh, jump on calls and help his fellow officers out. And he always had that smile on his face. It's, well, it just never changed. Was there anything that set him apart from the rest, from the the rest of the field? You know, uh, we have great officers at this police department. One of the some of the best in the country, let alone the state, and. Uh, he, in my opinion, what set him apart from some of the others was his just willingness to drop things that he could drop to help his fellow officers out. Uh, every officer just really liked him, and uh, he was closer to some than others, but they, they they could always count on him. You know, he was always there to back him up if, if somebody needed backup. Um, he was quick to get there and always had a no-problem attitude. What can you tell us uh, about the latest in the investigation? I understand that we are in the most early preliminary stages of things, and uh, investigations like this can take uh, weeks and months and if not years. Uh, What can you tell us uh, where things stand right now? Uh, It's ongoing, and we are in, like like you said, the the initial process. Uh, We have completed the outside of the house right now, the the processing of of that, or we're, we're just about to complete that, and then we will move uh, into the interior of the house. Um, the uh, not to compare, but in, it's been my experience 
Our last officer-involved shooting that resulted in an officer being killed in line of duty was in 2012, Officer Jared Frankham. Um, that process and investigation for the final outcome took about three months. So um, it's probably going to be similar here, and we just methodically move through it and, and get as much evidence as we can to try to figure out what happened. Uh, body cams are important now. Well, we have that footage, and that's going to be critical in the investigation. You don't need to talk in specifics, certainly, as it's an ongoing investigation, but in terms of process and procedure, uh, when you look at uh, the, the home and the yard and the, the, the physical evidences that have been left behind after this uh, ordeal, what are you looking for? Uh, we are looking for any evidence of uh, a crime here. We know that one was committed by the suspect. We're looking for bits and pieces of puzzle uh, of the puzzle um, that would include uh, casings, uh, uh, round casings from, from guns. Um, again, body camera footage, damage to vehicles that, that were out outside, any possible damage to any other parts of the property or parts surrounding properties. Uh, we look for everything just like on TV where you look for, for blood evidence and clothing evidence and weapon evidence, um, uh, you know, we would look for broken windows to see if it matched what, what we think in the initial investigation may have happened. And then slowly but surely in these investigations, those little pieces of the puzzle come together. And very, uh, not very often do we run into a, a, a situation where we don't have one big giant piece of the puzzle. In cases like this, we know that it occurred. We're working backwards on it. We're not chasing something down. Mm -hmm. And we, now time is on our hands. Um, and or not on our hands, but in our favor, sure. and we can slowly and methodically, you know, conduct the investigation. What can you tell me about John Benedict Coleman? Uh, you know, I, I can tell you that uh, we released his name, and now everybody has it. But uh, if you don't mind, if you're comfortable with it, Lee, I I really want to focus on Officer Leday and the police department. Um, I can tell you that he has a criminal past. And we will be releasing information on him within the next few days. But we think that it's appropriate right now to really focus on Officer Lorday. Fair that. enough. I, I agree with you 100%. Let's highlight the good and shun the evil. Tell right. me, tell me right. about, uh, about his family status. I understand that he had uh, a wife and they were on the eve of celebrating their five-year anniversary. That is correct. They're a young married couple. Uh, I, uh, she is about to graduate from Weber State, I believe. And um, they were just getting their lives started. Um, and it's just, it's just horrible. It's horrific is, is what it is. And, and uh, uh, I think they're, like you said, they're just shy of their fifth anniversary. Um, he's local. Um, and I'm not sure if they met in Ogden or, or mm. what the status is there. But, boy, his roots run deep here. And, and, um, and, I'm, and now she's connected to that because of, of mm. being married to him. And, and now she has to carry this with her. Nathan is not the first nor only member of his family to work in law enforcement. Uh, talk to me about his family and, and who else is in the, the line of duty. Uh, no, it's my understanding that he has a uh, that his father uh, is a retired police officer um, from Utah, and that uh, uh, his brother um, works for the city. And uh, although not a police officer, he's connected to the to Ogden City. Um, and I I. I I don't want to speak out of turn, but I believe he has another relative that may be a law enforcement officer as well. So, you know, to have that generational 
connection um, is really important to our camaraderie in police departments. You know, some you watch on movies and, and certain agencies, they've got, you know, grandfather, father, yeah. son, and grandson all in the same department, or at least in law enforcement. And it really does create a bond. Uh, we recognize it from the outside, from his police family. We recognized how, or recognize how important it is. Uh, we have officers here that have sons um, and daughters that work here as well. And um, it does, it is the glue that, that, that kind of binds us together. Uh, events like this are not easy. I can't even imagine. Uh, you mentioned movies, and if we are to rely on movies, we know that there is a stigma when it comes to reaching out for help. Uh, but we also know that that is not productive. Talk to me about what services are available to the officers involved and the officers on your department who are working through the reality of the events that transpired yesterday. Um, first of all, the outpour from the community and from our, our law enforcement community from all over the state has been amazing. And I, would just, I, I can't name them all. There's so many. But I would just like to publicly thank them. Uh, we had just from the, the minute that the information came out or was released, we've just had uh, just an outpouring of love and support, information, uh, experience that, that they're pushing our way so that we can do a better job at, at, at honoring uh, uh, Nate and protecting his family and uh, supporting them as well, both financially and, and in honoring, his, uh, you know, uh, this fallen, this uh, Nate. Um, and then we have a fantastic uh, in-house peer support program that we just started actually just a couple of months ago. It's new to us. We've uh, we've got trained officers to to give this peer support, and then they have connections to other law enforcement agencies to reach out to to get more people to come and support our officers. It, if you can picture uh, our public safety building, our second floor in in four different office spaces that we have large ones, including the conference room, is ongoing counseling since yesterday. And there are officers there right now being supported, being given information that can help them get through the grieving process. Um, you know, we didn't have that during our last shooting in 2012. Mm -hmm. And it... I personally have seen a difference in how officers are are handling the grief, and we all handle it different. You know, I, you can look at one picture, and I could, you know, start crying based on everybody's emotion or my emotional state. And I think it's the same for everybody else here. But we have that support to support us. We have food. People have donated food and water and drinks, and there's cards coming in now, and it, it's just kind of coming together there for us. And we we. We just need it so much, and, and it's been amazing to see the difference between the two incidents. Lieutenant Brian Einan of the Ogden Police Department sharing his insight and knowledge and uh, relationship with the late officer, Nate Lyday. Uh, Lieutenant, thank you for your time. Thank you for your service, and I am so sorry for your loss. Thank you, Lee. That, that means a lot. I appreciate it. All righty. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to turn our attention to Minneapolis and the latest happening in that city. There has been an arrest now. Charges filed against the officer responsible for the death of George Floyd, allegedly responsible. We'll cover that next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. Our hearts are broken. We've lost one of our own. The days to come will be hectic for us. Please, as a department, as a community, as a state, and as a nation, let us not forget such fine men and women who every day offer their lives up on behalf of this great and noble calling. 
We learned this morning the name of the Ogden police officer who lost his life yesterday in the line of duty. 24-year-old officer Nathan Lyday was responding to a domestic violence call when he was met with gunfire. And his life was cut short on the eve of his fifth wedding anniversary. His father in law enforcement, other members of his family working in law enforcement as well. And it's a heartbreaking day. It's terrible and sad. I spoke earlier during this radio program just after 2 o'clock with Lieutenant Brian Einan of the Ogden Police Department. You've seen his face a number of times. He's appeared at these press briefings. And this is a terribly hard day for him for a number of reasons. Number one, it's difficult news to deliver, certainly. It's difficult details. They are difficult details, rather, to comb through. And it is his job uh, to do so. And he has to deliver those with a strong face, and he has to be thoughtful about his responses, and he has to do so all the while while talking about a colleague of his, a fellow officer of the same department, someone he described as someone always with a smile on his face. From the day he emerged from the police academy, the impression he left was one of happiness and excitement and eagerness to serve. And his rapid responses to calls which came his way throughout the community, was admirable and noted. And it was just such a response, a quick response to someone calling out for help, that ultimately led Officer Lyday to give the ultimate sacrifice yesterday in the line of duty. This morning, the chief of police in Ogden spoke, delivering remarks to the media and those looking on, in front of an impromptu memorial. He stood in front of Officer Lyday's police cruiser, an American flag over the, wind, the windshield. You know, the kind that's black with a blue line across the middle? There were flags and notes and flowers adorning the police cruiser, those left by uh, family members, loved ones, fellow members of the police force, former co-workers. We learned that uh, Officer Lyday worked at Fresh Market some time ago. Well, his former co-workers, they lined up to pay their respects. So too did countless members of the community. To thank Officer Lyday for his service. In front of that police cruiser, the chief of police had a, a number of of thoughts to share. I want to walk through those before you and I say goodbye for the day because they're important and I want you to carry them with you. This chief of police, Chief Watt, is someone who has served for decades. He understands the caliber of individual that puts on the uniform and serves his community. Hear from Chief Watt this morning. A warrior, guardian, and public servant, Officer Lyday sacrificed his life on behalf of the threatened and fearful family on the scene, the citizens of Ogden in the immediate area, the greater Ogden community, and the fellow law enforcement officers who were with him. Now, what we witnessed yesterday and have since learned about was the ultimate sacrifice, the ultimate good that can be done by an officer of the law. 
Contrasting that, there is another situation playing out in Minneapolis, Minnesota, where an officer of the law has been arrested and charged with murder. At this very moment, President Trump is discussing that. Let's go to the president now. Very important to me to see that everything is taken care of properly. It's a horrible, horrible situation. And uh, so we'll be reporting back in due course and as quickly as possible. I'm pleased to welcome American industry leaders to the White House as we continue to safely reopen America. We're glad to be joined by Jeff Bellotti of Wyndham Hotel and Resorts. Uh, Wyndham Hotels have been a really terrific company over the years. Brian Goldner of Hasbro, Dave Hoffman of Duncan Brands, Gary Kelly of Southwest Airlines. Really good jobs they've done. Rodney McMullen of We're going to step away from the president's remarks right now. It was just a moment ago that he was discussing the events uh, surrounding the death of George Floyd and the arrest of the officer seen in the video with his knee on his neck just before his death. We'll go back and likely play those for you throughout the day, the comments made by the president. We'll touch base and see what he has to say about uh, the events that are transpiring now. Protests in the street, buildings being burned. Vice, you know that outlet? Vice, they're reporting that there is a Predator drone flying circles over the city of Minneapolis. Predator drones, that's a military tool used to observe and often drop ordnance on the bad guys. These are interesting times we're living in right now. Just keep your eyes open and remember them. Stay safe, of course. And remember that while there are certain distractions, that there are those that uh, would engage in great evil, that there are those who will always win the day, those who engage in great good. And the great exemplar of that today is Officer Nate Lyday. As we go into the weekend, let's remember Officer Nate Lyday, who at 24 years old, 24 years of age, on the eve of his fifth wedding anniversary, uh, lost his life protecting and serving. It was just last week that you and I spoke with the Fraternal Order of the Police and learned about the signing of a bill into law by John F. Kennedy in 1962 declaring May 15th to be Peace Officer Memorial Day. Well, the lessons we learned walking through that last week we should apply to our remembrance of Officer Lie Day today. And this weekend and forever. He is the example of good. Let's remember him when we lose our own way. Follow his example. We'll be all right. That's it for me. I'm going to take a break over the weekend, and I'll join you back here on Monday. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio.